Hello and welcome back to another Buffy podcast. I'm Trevor. And I'm Kristen. And we're going to geek out about Buffy, the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode is a little levity before depressing yeah, before episode. before we get real down. Yeah. <laughs> Season 2, episode 17, Passion. It was a tough one. Is, I didn't. I didn't need to cry today. <laughs> um, for anybody following, I'm sure we don't. Anybody who's watched Buffy knows this episode very well. But this is the episode uh, that truly cements Angel as a villain. Yeah, and ultimately kills off uh, a fan favorite, which is Jenny Calendar. Way too soon, in my opinion. Way too soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, apparently, it was. Um, I never found like the the origin. I don't, I'm sure it's in like one of the interviews and in the behind the scenes on the DVD or whatever. But apparently, it was originally supposed to be Oz, but then oh. they couldn't they couldn't do it because they had so much more potential for his. Like they were like, we need to kill a character off in this episode to really show that he's not just that Angel isn't just like a little grouchy. He's kind of like a bad guy. Like sure. we have to legitimately make him a villain mm. and they were going to do Oz, but then Oz had all this potential for storyline. And then something else I heard was that they just like, apparently Joss Whedon or he who shall not be named <laughs> couldn't uh, bring himself to like kill off Oz. And so they did Jenny calendar. Man, um, it just gets worse every time you hear something else about him because it's like, I, I can't bring myself to kill the boy. Right. But this adult woman with agency and personality and like, ugh. It's so, and I, just, and I read it. That's thing. not to say that I wanted Oz to die. I would never no, no, yeah, want yeah. Oz to die. But like, for fuck's sake, like, what well, <laughs> could like one unproblematic thing come out of his mouth? Well, there there was this thing I read too that was also problematic. Where it said it was something I'll have to go look it up because it says it's from this the um the behind the scenes of the interview with Joss Whedon where he says where did I write it down? He says he jokes with um he was joking with the cast. I can't find it, but it was basically be very good or I'll kill you. Oh yeah, like. It's his joke, like, that when he killed Jenny Calendar off, it's like, nobody's safe, and to the rest of the cast, be very good, or I'll kill you. And I was like, that's that actually will come back to bite you in the ass. Yeah, you like a lot. son of a bitch. Yeah, that's so iffy. I, like... Yeah. Not a fan. But, but we, won't to, we won't berate the Joss Whedon factor anymore. Nobody wants to hear about him. Yeah. So we'll just talk about this this lovely, dark, horrible, beautiful episode. Yeah. <clears throat> I will um, say it is probably my second favorite episode in this season. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, I would I would agree with that. I would say this is maybe my third favorite if I count becoming as one episode. <laughs> oh, see, mine's not even becoming. Mine is um, I only have eyes for you is my favorite episode of the season. Oh wow! Yeah, oh that's, yeah, that's a really that's, great one. That's I think one. the it's the best one. It has the most to say, and I think it has some of the better performances. And like, a, there's especially one thing, one conversation that Buffy and Giles have that I think is like so important. Oh, but um. This one is definitely way up there. And I remember just being, like, devastated when yeah. I watched it for the first time. I was just like, what? 
Yeah. Like, I cannot believe this has just happened. And I mean, it's like, this, this also, this episode sets off kind of like a chain reaction of things. It's, I mean, it's just so wild. Yeah. Throughout. I love it so much. Yeah, this this one is such a gut punch because yeah. especially back then, this kind of thing didn't. If it happened, it was rarely so, and yeah. not on this scale. Like you didn't expect your main characters to be killed, and so swiftly, so swiftly, that out of is, nowhere. Yeah, that is something that I actually really, really like about her death. I I think it is very brutal, but I appreciate that he snaps her neck, that he doesn't bite her because then there was no option for her to come back as a vampire right which would have been like series breaking for me yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to see that yeah no definitely not (laughs) um yeah it's it's fascinating um i I will say so this episode starts off there's so much to unpack in this episode but the, the episode starts off with angel's Angel's voiceover. Passion. It lies in all of us. Sleeping. Waiting. And though unwanted, unbidden, it will stir. Open its jaws. And howl. Something that really stood out to me, especially now as we're like watching through this and everything we've talked about up until this point is Angel praying on Buffy, or Angelus praying on Buffy is so different from Spike praying on Buffy. Yes, because Spike wants to kill her because he thinks it's going to be like a good fight. Right. Angel wants to kill her, but he wants to mess with her first. And, you know, right. I, I, I have a theory after I watched this episode again today where I was like, I think that he's taunting her because he knows he can't take her physically right he knows that she would beat him physically so he's like i have to break her spirit first so it'll be easier for me whereas in spike's mind he's like no i want to fight and kill the slayer because it means i'm the best right if i kill the best and if they kill me then i had a good death because the best thing killed me and i'm just like that's so it's so much more honest And it's just like, that's why I can like, you know, we've obviously mentioned it before, but it's like once they get into like a thing, Spike and Buffy later, that's why I can forgive him having wanted to kill her because he came at it from such an honest, direct place where he was like, yeah, I'm telling you to your face. I want to kill you. I'm not playing (laughs) games with you. I'm not trying to trick you into it. I'm just trying to kill you. I want to do it because it's going to be a good fight. And, you know, one of us will get taken out by the best. And he is like, that's it. But this, the like mind games and the like emotional warfare. And it's just, it's so horrible. Sneaking. That's the other thing. I swear to God, it makes me so (laughs) mad. He's sneaking in her house multiple times. Buffy, apparently the deepest sleeper in the universe (laughs) doesn't feel him touching her face and like how long did he sit there to sketch her because he sketched her sleeping in that outfit and everything and so i'm just like you didn't have to play the mind games you could have literally snapped her neck right then she was sleepy she was dead asleep 
And so that's the thing that I'm always just like, it's literally just a mind game to him. There's yeah. no, there's nothing else. It's just a mind game. And it's, it's almost like he doesn't care as long as he's having fun. Right. And it's like, that's just so gross and stupid and not on an equal footing. And I don't know. I mean, I love it. Because it is, yeah. it's like legitimately evil and he's horrible. He's yeah. like a cat playing with a mouse. Oh, yeah. Like he's just really, and and like you said, he knows he can't take Buffy, which he says, he said to Spike when he first came back, he was mm-hmm. like, He tried to kill her, but she couldn't. <laughs> Look at you, you're a wreck. She's stronger than any slayer you've ever faced. Force won't get it done. You gotta work from the inside. Kill this girl. You have to love her. Um, but it's less like I'm gonna break her down so I can beat her. It's more like I enjoy torture. Yeah, he enjoys making people suffer, like he did yeah. with Drusilla, with everybody. 100%. And I love even in the lurking in the shadows aspect, like just the open of him watching her dancing at the bronze. Yeah, Ugh. like juxtaposed next to. Spike doing the literally the same thing on his first episode. Yeah, it's such, it, and it's it's a testament to the actors too mm-hmm. because it's such a great. You can feel, you can feel what. Yeah, you can yeah. feel the difference of like the emotion behind why they're doing it. Like Spike is legitimately studying his opponent. Yeah, we know we know that Spike loves to fight. We know yep. it's it's a series thread. He just loves the the fight. Angel is evil and like is watching like hunting it is so so like they're literally doing the same thing and you see total different performances they're yeah they're totally they're voyeuristically viewing her in a predatory way but it's just leagues apart from each other in the creepiness factor like i don't ever feel creeped out as a woman when spike is watching her dance i feel creeped out as a woman when angel's watching her dance because it's like that is the behavior of a rapist. Yeah. And I'm just like, Ugh, absolutely not. <laughs> no, thank you. Very no. <laughs> so that's the first five seconds of passion. It really is. It's very little. It's like before the credits even. It is funny too when when she goes, I think it's like that night she goes to bed. I'm always shocked that they didn't think about the angel factor up until that point. Angel being able to come into our house. But like he's he's coming in my room. I'm like, yeah. you didn't really I mean, I get it in the beginning when you're just yeah. like caught up in it all, but it's been a month since he's yeah, like it hasn't guess, come up to any of you. Well, I mean, he's the only vampire they've ever invited in that would still True. be an issue. So I can see how it like would slip their mind completely. Also, Giles doesn't have information about how to revoke the invite. So it's possible that he just didn't think it was even possible. But it will even that just the fact that like I wouldn't be able to go to sleep knowing that this part, this demon that can very easily break into my house and snap my snap my like someone who wants to kill me can enter my home and kill me instantly. Like I I would be a little freaked out about it. I mean, it's not. (laughs) <laughs> a giant plot hole or anything. I was just no, like, no, no. really, we haven't. <laughs> I think it's not. I think the reason why it's not a giant plot hole is because we didn't have a lot of the circumstantial evidence around it yet. Yeah, like it wasn't necessary, and we didn't know that it was like 
an issue and and stuff like that. So I I mean we're getting the information when we need it. It's not like we get True. a flashback to another. You know, it's not a once right. upon a time thing where we get a flashback yeah. to another thing. <laughs> like oh yeah, don't you remember sixty years ago when blah blah blah? And it's like no man, <laughs> no that's we don't not need how that. this works. <laughs> but you're uh, right. Yeah. It's just like Angel is just doing his very best Edward Cullen through this whole yeah. episode, <laughs> and everybody's just like yeah that's just what he does and i'm like <laughs> eh, this is awkward he shouldn't be doing that it's 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 gross angel is gross in this episode gross <laughs> but fantastic like no so i like I, just... I can't express how much i do love this angelus and also the passion monologue that he does throughout this episode voiceover it's like to be frank, some of my favorite writing on TV yeah. ever because it feels true, but it feels like weird and and sort of, you know, melodramatically poetic and and stuff like that. But I just love it so much. And the the like where they choose to use the voiceover, like the scenes where they choose to use it, I think are perfect. Yeah, like the very beginning, it speaks to us guides us. Passion rules us all, and we obey. What other choice do we have? And then it's like, when Buffy and Willow get the phone call about Jenny. Passion is the source of our finest moments. The joy of love, the clarity of hatred, and the ecstasy of grief. And then over and then the, the almost over almost the end of the episode, I'm I just am obsessed with it. It's so yeah, good. Yeah, and oh, that the phone call is artful. I, oh <laughs> yes, I mean no, it's insane how good, it's so good that scene specifically because like he has positioned to. I mean, it's also it's like one of the moments that makes me so frustrated because I like I really like Angelus as a villain, but. I do have issues with it. And then also I'm like, he's so smart. Angelus is so smart that whenever he's angel, I'm like, why are you such a fucking idiot? Because I know (laughs) you're so smart. He planned this to the minute so that he knew he would be gone from Giles's apartment and have enough time for Giles to get home. So he could get across town to Buffy's house to make sure he was there at the exact moment. The phone rang for Giles to tell Willow and Buffy that Jenny was dead. That is masterfully planned. Yeah. And And so diabolical. Whenever he's angel, he's just like, I don't know. I'm going to (laughs) go just like hang out in my douchey, like mansion. mansion and i'm like it drives me crazy i'm like I'm you're you're LA. just smarter than this i know you're yeah. smarter than this you're like angel's mom you're like you can do so much better i'm, I'm disappointed not, in i'm you. not mad i'm just disappointed <laughs> um yeah and 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 the the, the cinematography of that scene the yeah. music the voice of like it it all being from outside looking in like his perspective through the curtains kind of like giving you a not perfect view it's just so perfectly done and also Um, blessings to us because this was written by ty king and directed by michael gershman so we don't have to give props to uh voldemort yes (laughs) i always love when that happens yeah (laughs) um where are we 
Where are we? We're all over the place. Yeah, we're all over the place. Um, Xander, this is a random thing, but Xander being mad at Jonathan when he comes into the library (laughs) is. Excuse me, but have you ever heard of knocking? We're supposed to get some books on Stalin. Does this look like a Barnes and Noble? This is a school library, Xander. Since when? Always hilarious. It's so funny. What the hell do you think you're doing here? Like, what does it say? Does this look like it look like a Barnes and Noble? And Child yeah. is like, it is the high school library, Xander. He goes, since when? And then they just leave Jonathan yeah. and a poor other girl in there, totally by themselves. Right. Um, also, so Giles. So the next scene, or one of the next scenes, is Giles goes to talk to Jenny. Um, which is really great because Jenny reveals that she loves him, mm-hmm. which is really sweet. Um, she says something in the scene, though, that she says, I was raised by the people who Angel hurt the most. And I was like, is that accurate? Because, like, he killed one of your people and yeah. they took out vengeance. But, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if it's canon that, like, he tortured your people or something. Well, so I think, I think Darla then, like, ripped through... Oh, right, 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 right. So, but still, <laughs> it wasn't Angel directly. Right, yeah. I mean, it was <laughs> on account of his actions, but still, I'm just sort of like, it's why I actually think this storyline is so interesting, because it's about, like, the cycle of vengeance and, like, betrayal and, like, when does it end? Like, how, right. for how many centuries would this have gone on if this didn't happen? You know what I mean? Right. Like, how long yeah. are we going to deal with this? But now, like... Enyos and Jenny are both dead, and so it's like, who else is out there? Is anybody else right. still like concerned about this in a vengeance way? And it just like, if Jenny had had a kid, would she have taught her kid to hate Angel too? And it's just like, right, yeah. like again, how long are we gonna be doing this for? It just is so unhealthy, and it's not any way to live. It's it's also kind of like that Doctor Who episode where they come upon these two factions of people that are like fighting each other and they're like, well, why are you fighting each other? And they're like, I don't know. They well, they did this and they did this and then they time traveled back and it was mm-hmm. just some little misunderstanding. Not that him killing one of their people is of a course. misunderstanding, yeah. but like it's this little thing that you know through generations got blown out of proportion to where Jenny would say he affected our people the most. I'm like, yeah, you know what he did to Drew? Yeah. Like, yeah. Compared to what he just killed someone in your clan, and yes, Drew or uh, Darla killed the rest of them out in retaliation to you giving him a soul. But like Angel just killed one of your clan people. He yeah. like did horrible things of to course. a lot of other people. So it's I don't like, know. It was a weird is, statement. Yeah, that's the thing is, I'm like, I feel like there has to be other people in the world who deserve the, this vengeance more. And perhaps that is like the altruistic take that this clan was using was like, well, if he's done this to us, how much worse is he doing to others? We can stop that now. I like, I get it to a point, but it's also like, but we're going to keep this up until the end of time. I right. that, That's the part where <laughs> yes. I'm like, this something's got to give here. Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't work. Um, Yeah. And still, it, it still bugs me that, like, there's that loophole. I'm like, why would you ever mm-hmm. put that into the world that there's a possibility his soul goes away? You know how horrible he is. Like, so the, make the him only, die if he well, achieves perfect happiness. Just make him evaporate into, into dust, dust or something. Sure. <laughs> so the only thing I'll say to that is that generally in um, 
like magical lore and like spell work and stuff, especially in universes like this, there has to be a balance. Yeah. There has to be like a release valve kind of, or else the yeah. spell won't work or it'll affect gotcha. something else negatively. That's the only thing I'll say to that. I also think it's very stupid that there's this way for him to get out <laughs> of it. And yeah. But yeah, so, but it's, it's not, it's not problematic. It's just one of those things where I was like, it makes you rub your head in confusion. Yeah. Um, but Jenny, I love Jenny confessing that she loves Giles. My duty to them was the first thing I was ever taught. I didn't come here to hurt anyone. And, and I lied to you because I thought it was the right thing to do. I, I didn't know what would happen. I didn't know I was going to fall in love with you. If not slightly manipulative, it still comes from a genuine place. Like she wants to be out of the doghouse with Giles, but it also, but you feels also like, truly believe her. Well, yeah, because it feels like she says it genuinely, and that it also just sort of like falls out of her mouth. It doesn't yeah, feel yeah. like she's saying it to be manipulative. Yeah, and then she almost immediately is like, "I'd like to take that back." <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, but I love the way Giles like eats it up, and he's just mm-hmm. like, "Wait a minute." Because, you know, he is hanging on to the anger. And then yeah. to to jump a little bit, because since we're talking about this now, the scene when Buffy approaches her in the front of the school is such a mature, beautiful thing yeah. for Buffy to do. He misses you. He doesn't say anything to me, but I know he does. And I don't want him to be lonely. I don't want anyone to. Buffy... You know that if I have a chance to make this We're happen, good here. Let's just save it. Buffy is livid still. Yeah. And not and on speaking terms with Jenny, but like she goes to talk to her, shuts down conversation about them, but just is like, I hate seeing Giles distraught. He cares about you and I want that to be fixed. And yeah. it's so, because she could very easily just be like, hanging on to it and like, yeah, I want Giles to be mean. Like that that immature sentiment of like, you want your friends to hate the person that you hate. Yeah. Um, but I love, you're right, because she does have the line where she's like, he's he misses you and he's been lonely and I don't want anybody to be lonely. And so like, right. I think that you should make the, the like overtures to get through this. And I definitely agree. It is a really, it's like, it's a really mature Buffy, especially for such an early Buffy. Because we, we definitely... <laughs> Take some nosedives, maturity-wise. <laughs> Still, before we get full growth later. Yeah, well, she's she's learning. She's learning yeah. her maturity. Yeah. Um, but then it, it's the reason I like it so much compared to the way Joyce talks to her, which we'll get into in a little bit. Ugh, um, yeah. Yeah, but so I, I just wanted to bring that up now. The uh, the idea of her like tapping into this this emotional maturity. Um, uh, and then Willow finds the envelope in her bedroom, which is horrifying. I mean, it's sh- yeah. it's fish, but it is. Yeah. I remember watching it like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's really mean. Willow's trying to feed her fish and then she notices like a. I, it's weird to me that she doesn't notice there are no fish in the tank when she's trying to feed right. them. But then she turns around and there's an envelope on her bed, which again begs the question, did, was Angel that fast with it? Was he like waiting outside on Willow's balcony for her to like turn around to feed the fish so he could zip in there and lay the envelope down and then <laughs> zip right back out? Like, I don't know. It's bizarre to me. I'm like, or, or, very... I mean, it could have just been there because like later when they're with Cordelia, she's like, oh, this is for you. So I think it's just there and they're not 
noticing, noticing it until it. like they look down. <sighs> yeah. That's the other thing that kind of annoys me about this episode is, I mean, it wouldn't have stopped Jenny from being murdered, but Giles does not recognize that like paper because Buffy never showed him the portrait. Right. So he was never there to see it. So he do- and it's the same type of paper and the same fold. Yeah, like, like it's fucking the Angel has like his own personalized stationery <laughs> in the fa- in the abandoned factory. What the yeah. fuck are we doing? <laughs> but that's the thing where it's like it takes him too much longer to realize something's wrong. Yeah. Whereas if he had seen just the if he had seen the paper and been like that's the paper Angel's been sketching on what the fuck yeah. is going on upstairs um yeah like if, if they had shown him the portrait of buffy the envelope with willow's thing the drawing por- of, of joyce, joyce yeah yeah then i think giles would have immediately but then it would have killed yeah. that surprise moment at the top so, of course yes yeah um so yeah it's 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 more like it was dumb of them not to show him but they also maybe just didn't think there was a reason is like tell him and whatever yeah um also okay so so yeah the the fish on a string is awful and then drusilla comes to spike with a puppy this episode is dark and twisted like it's it's mean it's mean to animals and potentially mean to animals (laughs) yes and it was i think the fish on a string uh, is always the point where especially when i first watched this i was just like oh we're I, and it's it sounds silly like on paper it sounds silly like oh when I saw a fish on a string I knew this was gonna get dark but it's like oh that's a really mean thing to do yeah like, oh yeah it's, it's just nasty it's like it's just yeah. for like maximum effect yeah um, but then so Drusilla comes to Spike with the puppy and she's basically <laughs> like I killed the mom and then she's giving it to him to eat I brought especially for you to cheer you up. And I've named her Sunshine. Open wide. But, so, this is also what I love about Spike. Because he he's annoyed with her because she's basically, like, condescending. Like, yeah. I got you a puppy and you can't take care of yourself. <laughs> also rude um, of her because who's been caring for her this whole time? Spike, yeah. <laughs> she, don't be a she, dick back when it's yeah. his turn to get cared for. <laughs> <laughs> he brought you literal people. Yeah. Um. But the uh the puppy the, the this little I don't think I I I don't think I've ever noticed this before or at least consciously. Um. But she when talking to Angel passes the puppy to Spike and he wraps his arm around it and starts petting it. No, oh, I don't think I noticed that the, either. It is the cutest, most subtle like. That's your sp- not not that Spike wouldn't kill a puppy because he sure, probably would, but course, like yeah. it was it's more of just like that that idea of like because if she had done that to Angel, he'd just snap the neck and throw it to the side. Like he wouldn't care, and yeah. it's just literally. In you the know way. what though? I don't think Spike would kill a puppy. That no, I know I I, I agree. I per- like my in my f- fanfic, like yeah, Spike no. would never kill a puppy. I'm not saying I wouldn't put. I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. But sure, he definitely to me doesn't seem like he would. And I love that touch of him just like yeah. holding the because he could just be like get it away from me. Yeah, and just like because he is filled with love. Of like, course, he does, yes. That's what's so great about that's Spike. Funny. I just feel like if Spike were playing. What the last of us or whatever he would not want to have to shoot the dogs 
Right. <laughs> You'd be like, no, no, thank you. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not engaging in this behavior. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, that was the worst part of that game. So, um, well, I remember my husband talking about it and being like, and he's tweeted about it too, where he's like, hey, game developers, stop making me kill dogs yeah. <laughs> in your video games. I'm not a fan. And then they, because they make the sounds too. Yeah, it's like, no, it's horrible. It's like, horrible. I don't Absolutely need any not. of this. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, um, I wanted to go back yeah. to the fish for a minute because oh, yeah, yeah. it makes Willow spend the night at Buffy's house. And I, I love that they are there with like their crosses and their garlic and their like steaks and everything like, you know, crucifix necklaces, everything. They're all decked out. And then they're having this conversation and Buffy is like, I still want to tell Angel about what's happening. He's the person that oh, I want right. to talk to about this. And I just can't believe that he's so different. And Willow says, well, he's sort of different, but not really. And Buffy's like, what do you mean? And she says, you're still the only thing he thinks about. And I yeah. think that's a really important moment for Buffy because she realizes the power that she has in yeah. this, you know, relationship still. Absolutely. Where it's like, she feels very powerless because Angel's older and Angel is like, you know, quote unquote special. And there's all of this stuff that she feels less than him, which is a running <clears throat> theme through all of her romantic relationships. Right. And so I love in this moment that Willow is like, yeah, but he's still consumed by you in a way that like Buffy is still going about her daily life. Like she's sad, obviously, but she's still going to school. She's still doing her slang. She's still helping out with research. She's still doing all of this stuff. Whereas Angel is literally only trying to taunt her right. into weakness. And I think that does help her in this moment. And it goes back to the thing I said at the beginning, which is like Angel knows that he's physically weaker than her. So he has to be doing these mind games. And I just it's like one of my favorite interactions between willow and buffy in the whole series i think it's so good yeah that is that's a great point it is such a it's a moment for buffy to realize like this is not it, it she takes her power back not completely yeah. because she still struggles in the next few episodes but like she realizes there's an advantage there yeah um Absolutely. if not for just a fleeting moment but it is it is a, a great turn for her and then also compared to like spike who also obsesses about her but not like angel <laughs> again yeah it's so it is the again the exact same behavior but it is executed almost on like different sides of a coin that's how yeah. different it is it's wild yeah it's really fascinating to like see that all play out yeah oh that's so good this show is so good Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> and then also to the fish later, Cordy says, uh, Willow, are you aware that there are no fish in your aquarium? And Willow just goes, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and Buffy's just like, No, Cordelia, we've already done your car. Call it a night if you want. You can you can go. Goodbye. Go away. Um, and then, so yeah, then Jenny is, uh, Jenny is trying to do the spell in the school. Well, this first the... she buy she goes to the magic shop and she buys the orb of Thessala, which is the first yeah. the first mention of that we've gotten. Um, I always always loved the little round box that he gave it to her in. Yeah, it's really a pretty little round carved wooden box. Um, 
I also love that he is putting on this like Romanian accent first. Welcome. How may I serve you today? Uh, love potion. Perhaps a voodoo doll for that unfaithful. I need an orb of Thessala. Oh, you're in the trade. Yeah. And then when she's just like, shut the fuck up, I need an orb of Thessala. And he goes, oh, yeah. you're in the trade. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a cool guy. So that's, um, I think, what I like is when we, we first get the notion that she's trying to give him back his soul. And then when they she is back in the school, she's not trying to do the spell yet, but she is translating it from yeah. like the original language, which I love. Also... She's so smart because she made a computer program to translate it. Right. Which is wild. <laughs> and and the guy also it's funny, like in this place where it's all these this um recipes and magic and like witchcraft things, he's she's like, I have my computer do it, and he goes, Ugh, computers, yeah. they give me the wigs. Yeah. <laughs> he's so like funny. scared of computers. <laughs> um but I, is this the is this unless I'm misremembering, this is the first time we see the magic shop, right? Have we seen it before? Um, no, I think you're right. I think this is the first time. I think we've had mention of it, but this, this time of the show is when we first start getting a lot of witchcraft. Yeah. We haven't had like a ton of spells before what we're about to get into. Right. Yeah. And so for any new watches, the magic shop is going to be a, a large set piece. It's also this same set exists in season three and then it's never the same set again <laughs> <laughs> and then it vastly vastly changes. different with every new owner yeah um uh but yeah so so she gets the the orb of thessala um she does the ominous act out i'm gonna give him his soul back yeah and she's doing she's doing the stuff at night at school it Which seems also, like, ill-advised. It's a public building. It's. Yeah, I mean, she probably like, doesn't have the like computer power at her house. Yeah, that's which what is I was fair. Thinking, like... But even you know, she even has the nerve to be like, "How did you get in here?" And it's like this. A, yeah. It's a public building, and like as much fun as I think it is that he says the Latin thing that says "Enter all ye who seek knowledge" on the front of the school. Yeah, that's not necessary. There's yeah. vampires all up and through Sunnydale High. Like, right, yeah, it, and they've been in the school. Yeah, like there's Spike like, and all Spike his buddies and were, Angel, everybody. Yeah, yeah 100%. like this, this isn't a surprise. The vampires are gonna come to the school. It's so yeah. weird. Um, but yeah, it's so she's she's there at night. She's she's finally figures out the spell. She puts it on that iconic yellow uh, floppy disk. Yeah, and then Angel's revealed in the back of the class, and it is scary. Super spooky. Super duper like, oh. spooky. Because yeah. you get you get chills down your spine. It's one of those moments. It's one of those classic horror moments where they've earned it with the season. Like they they tease it in the first episode of Buffy yeah. with Darla and the guy, and they flip it because it's just like, oh, you're alone with um, a bad person yeah. in a big empty building, um, and then they flipped it. And here you get that, and we've earned it, and like you're you're terrified you're like there's there's nowhere to go there's yeah. no one here there's no one to run to yep. he can overpower you very quickly and for some reason when i first watched this even knowing all that i was like she's gonna get out of this like buffy buffy knows about it or someone's gonna come save her or like yeah, giles she's gonna lock is him in the library yeah, or giles or something. Is the library something yeah. yeah i like it's also there are like two different moments where you think she is okay 
Yeah. Where she like goes through the one doorway and like tries to lock him out, but he he opens it, and she even like throws something in his way, and she gets to the top of the steps, and you're like, oh, well, she's gonna like. She's gonna find a way, and then he's just like right there at the top of yeah. the steps. It's like catches her at the window. Ugh, it's like dreadful. <laughs> Sorry, Jenny. This is where you get off. <sighs> I never get tired of doing that. It's all yeah. When he catches her, you're just like. It's it's that it's that moment that shows get yeah where they earn your trust or they don't because yep. if he doesn't kill her in that moment sure you're happy that she's alive but then you're also like you're what the, what the hell is see, wrong with you yeah right like I can see the writing you yeah. didn't want to kill this character off and you of made course. something happen in that moment he should kill her instantly and he does and he so does like, that's it's... the thing yeah he does not really <laughs> I mean aside from their like banter in the classroom and then obviously the chase. He does right. not bat her around. He no. It's all business with Jenny. He's like, I need to kill her because it's part of my plan. But right. he's not trying to, like, taunt her or, like, torture right. her. He literally well, just kills her in that iconic outfit. It oh, is, like, her, yeah. the, like, gray, but, like, flowery, and it's, like, long-sleeved yes. but sheer. Oh, God. It's, it's uh, literally <laughs> iconic. I love it. Something to remember, yeah. Um it's and and he does it it's funny because unlike the other things like where he was going to kill Xander and bewitched bothered and bewildered um where he wanted to kill Willow in the mm. in the high school like where he wants to torture her and play the mind games Jenny is a threat yeah. so he was like i no matter what she has to die i can't like play around like he did the thing to scare her in the room yeah. but mostly cuz he needed to get the spell and destroy it but once see, that I, was done yeah i think his I think his reasoning is also threefold, though, because it's like Drew had the vision that she was completing the spell, so he had to destroy that. But I think he also, again, because he's so smart, I think he understands that he's going to get Giles with this, and yeah. Giles is going to come after him. And he's like, well, I could easily kill Giles. That's no problem. Yeah. And then Buffy is going to be even more vulnerable, because not only yeah. did she like Jenny... But if she loses Giles, she'll have no guidance or anything like that. And so it's like, I really think it's like a three-pronged approach just still to totally destroy Buffy. And in this point, he's killing two birds with one stone because he's like, also, I'm getting rid of this spell. Right, yeah. Well, and that's and that's um, exactly because basically he, the instant killing of Jenny is more a tool in his major plan, which yeah. is... This will upset because it's not going to upset Buffy that much. I mean, obviously, it will upset Buffy. Well, she but not knows the, her. It's still, it's right, still she kn- sad yeah, for yeah. her. Yeah. It's, it wouldn't, I, w- I w- would say it wouldn't upset Buffy as much as losing Giles, Xander, or Willow. Of course. Yeah. And so, like, and obviously, he gets that benefit of it does mess up Buffy, but more so, like you said, it will drive Giles to try to kill him, which yeah. will allow him to kill Giles, which will ki- hurt Buffy. So of like course. losing those two instantly, but then also the immediacy of her death is like killing the spell right then and there. Yeah. Um, but then it's, I mean, like, it's like you said, he's fucking, he's brilliant. Like he's got this master yeah. plan and it play. Everything plays out to a T. Yeah, it does. Um, It does expose a couple of his weaknesses. One of which being that he's a total computer Luddite and doesn't, figure she maybe made a copy of yeah. the spell. <laughs> which know she how any of that did. Works. <laughs> um and then also 
I think also it exposes, like, maybe not necessarily exposes, but the rest of his plan in this episode is so meticulously timed and planned that I, it always bothers me just a little bit that he doesn't just assume Buffy's going to come after Giles. Yeah. Like that Buffy's going to just let him get his vengeance or whatever against three vampires. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, <laughs> although what I do, I, I appreciate two things about that Giles and Angel fight scene. The first is that he doesn't even spare Spike <clears throat> and Drusilla a glance. He's like, oh, no, I'll deal with you after if necessary. And the second thing is that Drew goes to help Angel and Spike is like, uh-uh. No fun going into the ring unless he tags you. First. It's yeah. literally one of my favorite things. I love the animosity between Spike and Angel. It's so funny. And I love how much Spike just wants to see Angel get taken down a peg. Yeah. To the point where he like he doesn't like Buffy or Giles or any of that. He doesn't care about them at all. But he's like, it's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> it's two against one is not fair yeah. unless yeah. he asks you to fight also. Right. It's my fa- it's one of my favorite things. It's great. Which also speaking of this this Giles Angel fight, I legitimately always forget about. Mhm. Every single time he walks in and he's the officers say we have to go and then we have the speech because to your point, he mm-hmm. has the speech at the end of the episode. So when his speech starts up and you see them cry, I always remember passion ending like that, uh-huh. like just everybody devastated. And then she's like, we got to go find Giles. I'm like, oh, shit, that's right. We're about to do like, yep. we're about to do some shit and, and then have truly... an even bigger cry moment. Because yeah. when she when she punches Giles oh, yeah. after she saves him and says and like cries and like jumps down and hugs him. Why did you come here? This wasn't your fight. Are you trying to get yourself killed? I can't do this alone. I like even now I was watching it while working and I just burst into tears. It is so emotional. And it's raw. amazing. And it's truly an excellent fight. And I think it's another moment or like maybe the first moment where we see how like actually uh, competent Giles is in a physical oh, yeah. fight as well, because he gets pushed <clears throat> off as like a dandy kind of a lot yeah. like a dandy who likes his books and i think they go several steps further with this type of thing with wesley on angel mm-hmm. it, to a point where like that's some of my favorite character work with like a oh, watcher so good um but i do love this because not only does he get him shockingly close to the heart with the first crossbow shot but then he has like just you know like a hitting stick <laughs> yeah and he sweeps it through fire Right. And it is just hitting Angel in the face with like a huge it's two by four on fire. It's truly so amazing. Badass. Yeah, amazing. It is amazing. Like it's 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 battle worn. Like he yeah. feel like he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. And I also feel like he he's relieved that it didn't hit his heart because he wants to beat the shit out of him. Oh, for like he, sure. He would be sad if the arrow went into his heart and he evaporated. Yeah. He wants that therapy. And no, he, I mean, like, and he totally deserves it because we didn't actually mention how gruesome what it, he how how gruesomely he found Jenny, which oh, is right. that he comes to his front door. There is a rose 
a single red rose stuck in the door knocker. He grabs it. He's like over the moon. He's, he smells it. It's adorable. He walks inside. He sees champagne. He sees candles. He sees flower petals everywhere. He grabs the note and it says upstairs. And he goes upstairs, he grabs the glasses and the champagne, he goes upstairs. He doesn't even get all the way upstairs before he sees her lifeless eyes looking at him from the bed. I mean, it, and he drops the champagne and the glasses. It is horrific. It's, it is, it's yeah. gruesome, it's horrific, it's like the ultimate sucker punch. And so I think Giles is totally justified in wanting this level of revenge. Yes, I would like to beat you to death with a flaming stick, and I think that that's valid. Yeah, I was I was not ready for that lifeless stare back no, at Giles. No, it's really it is, bad. Yeah. It's so hard. Like it, it I watched it as a teenage kid and I was like I just Yeah. <laughs> that was and they hang on it. Like they it really is do. dark. Like this episode and and well and and to speak to that, to go back a little bit the the decision to have Angel and Vampire Face when he killed her, even yes. though he wasn't biting her, was because this is such a horrific episode. It does solidify him as a very, very dangerous villain. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't want that to be Angel in the viewers' minds. Sure. So they said, we got to put him in Vampire Face, and that way they'll be able to disconnect Angel doing this. Because, yeah. like... And I, that's smart. I mean, it's still like, I'm still, it's, you could still connect it, but it is smart to have him do it in his demon face because you at least get to write it off like, okay, well, that was when he went through this and yeah, we have a whole, we have a whole conversation to have in season three about Angel coming back, but yes, um, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's diabolical this episode and sets the path. Like it basically catapults the series again (laughs) oh yeah a hundred percent i mean like i said i think there's only two episodes left that aren't you know directly 100 percent related and also one of them's my favorite so (laughs) like it's kind of like i don't i'm not mad about it but yeah yeah. i do yeah i do love that's right that 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 episode isn't about him but it is in the end sort of yeah like mm-hmm. it has a big part of him but like it's about something else that's Correct. right yeah i always think of it as an episode about them but it's like that really doesn't kind of come to fruition until the very end right oh yeah so we didn't talk about that so before all of this giles <laughs> comes to get the book from willow at buffy's house and oh willow's telling telling him yeah. about the the fact that angel told joyce that they had sex went fine until angel showed up and told buffy's mom that he and buffy had well, you know, that they had, you know, you do know, right? Oh, yes, yes, sorry. Oh, good, because I just realized that being a librarian and all, he maybe didn't know. Oh, thank you, I, I got it. <laughs> He's all, it's yes, so no, funny. I got it. Yeah. Um, but then also when he was like, well, perhaps I should go up and talk, and Willow... It's my favorite like, delivery like, that she almost ever, ever. does. Would you, um... So perhaps I should uh, intervene on, on Buffy's behalf with, with her mother. Um, maybe say something? Sure. Like, what would you say? Uh, you will tell Buffy I'll drop by. You bet. 
as he thinks about it, she opens the door. It is the most perfect comedic so timing. Good. So good. <laughs> it's so good. And then we go upstairs to the Joyce Buffy scene, which angers me sometimes. Same. It angers to me, too. To be honest. Um, I mean, I get it. It's They're trying to... They're trying to show that disappointed mother, but after seeing Giles, and and I also get it, Giles isn't her actual father. Yeah. He's more of a father figure, but seeing the way Giles handled what she did yeah. compared to the way Joy's handling it yeah, uh, makes this so much harder to swallow because you can, if you just look at your daughter and listen to her, you can see how beat up she is about this. And you're like berating her. Yeah. As he's, if she's just like, whatever, old. I just banged a guy. Yeah. It, yeah, she's not like, whatever, who cares? I just had sex. She's like, I understand I made a mistake. And, you know, Joyce is like, well, were you safe? And she's like, mom, it's really not. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the time. And she goes, you know, and like, you had yeah. sex with a boy you didn't even see fit to tell me you were dating and like all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, because... I knew you would react like this. Right. Like that's, I'll tell a personal story right now, which is that when I first had sex for the first time, my mother asked me point blank to my face, did you have sex with that guy that you were dating? And I said, (laughs) nope. And it's because she cornered me with it in the car on an eight hour car ride. And I was not about to get in that with her in that moment. (laughs) I was just like, I know exactly because we had broken up by that point. Yeah. And I knew that she was going to be like, oh, honey, are you okay? And I was right. totally fine. I was yeah. like, nope, we are good to go. And I just did not want that conversation. So I was like, no, I did not. Thank you. Well, and and that's that's the point. To use that, to use your your uh, story there as a, as a reference point for the way Joy should have handled this, yeah. is Buffy, this isn't just Buffy had sex... And, like, Buffy had, quote-unquote, unprotected sex or whatever. Like, she clearly feels horrible for the mistake she made. It was with someone, like, in Joyce's eyes, she it was with someone. Something Joyce should be able to identify with and understand. And she should be able to understand, like... The, the emotional turmoil of your first sexual yeah. relationship, the what it's like to date a guy who turns out to be an asshole, and of understand course. that Buffy's going through all of these things and be there for her, yeah. not shout at her. Instead of being like, you made a terrible mistake, and like this and that and the other, she should have been like, well, I can see that you're pretty beat up about it also, you know, maybe make smarter decisions in the future. She just goes the wrong way. You know, and I mean, they do yeah. end up, they do end up in an okay moment at the end of the scene, but you're right, is she's just, she's angry in a way that doesn't make a lot of sense to me, Where whereas I think it's possibly partially because she's scared. Like, I yeah. think Angel scared her. Right. I think Angel really scared her, and I think it's, it's that kind of that kind of reaction is is because of fear and not necessarily anger because she does back off relatively quickly. Yeah. Um she just says some damaging things first, which is really yeah. unfortunate, but she does she does mostly back off pretty quickly and then she's like, "Well, I guess that was the talk." And it's just like, "Well, you're supposed to do that before they have sex." <laughs> like Right, yeah. You're supposed That's to maybe it. start that at like 13 or 14 just yeah. to make sure was, we got all the bases covered. Yeah. That was a different talk <laughs> yeah. choice. 
I think yeah, that's the my my two problems with it are one, it's it feels out of slightly out of character for Joyce mm-hmm. because she is such a great parent most of the time and um she makes a lot of really great decisions in the way she talks to and counsels Buffy. Yeah. Um and so this feels off and then I think it would work to your point being a follow-up mm-hmm. to the angel scene mm-hmm. if it happened like if they didn't intercut a scene in between it like That's if true. we followed that emotion to them going upstairs i could totally be on board with her f- because she's freaked out like sure. this dangerous man literally just tried to get into their home and yeah. hurt her and buffy and i could be on board with her being like what were you thinking he's clearly a psychopath yeah. but to break it up it feels like they're on different days it, essentially that's fair it does sort of stop the narrative like the dramatic uh tension in that moment i do though one of the things i love about the scene is that when buffy says i made a mistake and joyce is like you can't don't say that just to make me stop talking about this and she's like no i know i made a mistake but i can't tell you everything and Joyce says, how about anything? And she's like, it doesn't matter if you shut me out, but I'm going to still care about you. And she's, she literally tells her, I love you more than anything in the world. And so I do think that's very important in this scene and in these moments that she says that. And she's like, I'm going to care about you forever. You're my daughter. I love you. But it's sort of like, you're not tempering it the right way. It's like you were too top heavy with the anger that this doesn't land the way it should. And it's like the only reason I recognize that moment is because I've seen it so many times now that I can like be like, oh, but she does have that nice minute after. But it's like it's a little too late at that point. Right. Yeah, yeah. I completely agree. Um, And then, yeah. And then but then so that was just a little rewind back to those scenes. And then. After um, after Buffy saves Giles from getting killed, essentially, mm-hmm. uh, it just kind of ends with another VO of... Um, well, they end up going of, to the cemetery after. Oh, right, yeah, Jenny's and they, grave. And Jenny's grave, which is nice and a beautiful headstone. In my years as watcher, I've buried too many people. Jenny was the first I loved. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I couldn't kill him for you. For her. When I had the chance. I wasn't ready. But I think I finally am. I mean, that's cool, but, you know... It could have happened sooner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you really need to get on that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I also, I was going to say, oh, I had like a, not like a ton of anti-Xander stuff in this episode, but this is when he starts getting real judgy and annoying to me about Angel. He's like very, it's like he's blaming Buffy. <laughs> for this and it's just like that's what we're trying not to do she had no concept that this was going to happen she's trying her best and he just is like i told you so so giles is going to try to kill angel then well it's about time somebody did sander i'm sorry but let's not forget that i hated angel long before you guys jumped on the bandwagon so i think i deserve a little something for not saying i told you so long before now and if giles wants to go after the uh 
fiend that murdered his girlfriend. I say faster, pussycat. Kill, kill. He, yes! like, literally oh says, I told you so. And I'm like, I, um... <laughs> I, I wrote that note down. I was livid when he yeah. was like, I, I'm not going to be the one who's going to point out that I've been saying this from the beginning that Angel was no good. I'm like, you were saying that because he yeah. was with Buffy, not yeah. because he was a villain. Because he was a romantic selfish, rival. Entitled... Yeah. Oh, my God. I was so mad. I was like, you have no... A... To br- make this Buffy's fault, 100%. B, to pretend like you've known that this villainous thing was going to happen is so, oh, ooh, I wanted to punch him so bad. Yeah. <laughs> that was so, that was such, so, such poorly uh, decided dialogue by Xander, not oh, poorly written because. Yeah. Well, it feels like something Xander would say and do, exactly, but it's yeah. like, it just ill-advised. Like, why did yeah. they decide to make him say that i don't know it's just yeah, yeah it's not it's not my favorite and he doesn't necessarily get better for the rest of the season specifically no. he has a terrible moment in um becoming, becoming. part two oh, i yeah. think that really chaps my ass that we'll get yeah. to <laughs> but yeah it's not my favorite but yeah this is honest to god one of my favorite episodes of the entire se- i mean it's in my top 10 of the entire series for sure i think narratively it's it's perfect it's contained while still working within the main narrative, obviously. It's got, it's funny. It's got really funny moments. It's got really mm-hmm. tragic moments. It like, like you said, it just absolutely catapults the, you know, narrative forward for this season. I mean, yeah, I love it. Also, it, the way it's packaged is very similar to the Becoming uh, two-parter because mm-hmm. it's it not just the idea of a voiceover carrying you, but it's like this contained story that's part of the overall yeah um where it's they're they're telling this like every other episode all the episodes are great and they all have their own like style and structure but this and becoming and probably some other episodes that i'm not thinking of right now where they they kind of come in like you're watching a movie like Mm -hmm. there's voiceover and there's very cinematic moments and everything's just kind of like flowing like this this movie essentially and that i think that's why like this innocence and becoming are like my top three of this season sure um i see that but yeah but i love it i love it all it's so great (laughs) i agree it's one of the better ones for sure and i think this does sort of um invoke the i mean it is gross it's like a gross behavioral thing the the way he torments um, the way Angelus torments his like victims or whatever, but it, there is like a sort of romantic poetry to it. Oh yeah, for which sure. I think is very intriguing for like a nighttime teen soap. Yeah, yeah. this yeah this was this was not ever this was brand new. Yeah, when for they sure. did this, it was sh- it's shocking and new. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's passion. Have your if you if you already watched, we cried with you. If you haven't watched, have a good cry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and we will be back on the next one which is killed by death killed by death not my favorite I actually, episode i actually really like that episode do you interesting okay i do yeah um we'll talk I, about it i like it i like it and then also i don't because my kids have been through the children's hospital yeah. quite a few times yeah. so it's a grown-up it's like a little unnerving but i still love like the overall sure aesthetic of the episode um, but that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Trevor Carley. And I am with my other podcast at So I'm Watching um, or my personal account at FiddleDD85. 
And as always, please rate, review, and subscribe, and we will see you next time. Yay!